Welcome to Fighting Fiction. I am your host, Eric, and joining me today is Mohammed. Uh, hey. And our special guest today, uh, mind introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Britton. Uh, I'm a writer, uh, critic. Uh, I do some other stuff, with, you know. Um, yeah, that's pretty much mostly what I do. I, uh, I'm very opinionated, let's put it that way. <laughs> You're also like an avid reader. <laughs> like, according to your good oh, reads. Oh, yeah. It's like. Yeah, I have a bunch of books back here I need to get back to in the near future. So, yes, I am an avid reader. Like, which is like really good because we're, like, we're pretty avid readers. Well, me more than like the other two, but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. But. We got you here today, right? So, and since you're you're a Goodreads reviewer, I mean, like you know, what's like uh, how, how to find a good uh, like a good read, right? Mm. So, like, how about we ask you like this? Like, how do you find a good read, in that sense? Oh, I you know that's that's always hard because you know I think it's really based on taste at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, shut the phone. Sorry, my phone. Um. I think it really depends on taste, really. You know, I mean, I I try to be as diverse as possible when it comes to my, uh, when it comes to what I like to read. Like, I like different stuff. You know, I my favorites is you know, like it'll be different, like Lolita to you know, uh, a Scanner Dark, for example. You know, those are some of my favorite reads. Um, I just I think it's based on uh, what you like as well as you know seeing uh, it, it's, it's a bit of a hard question because again I think it is based on uh, taste what you look for okay. I mean I, I look for good storytelling and uh, I look for good writing so I mean yeah I think we all look for that so mm, I think you're right right but like I don't know if I were to because like how about this I don't like Charles Dickens by any means but like I think Charles Dickens oh man Right. I, I've tried reading uh, Tell Two Cities and like David Copperfield, and I both found like just excruciatingly boring. Yes, I, I can. I, I I actually really enjoy Dickens. Uh, I do. I but I won't pretend like I don't understand how some people don't like his work because it can be very. Uh, it can be very. Uh, oh man, uh, daunting. That's a good word. Um, it's a lot of a lot of what that was. I do know a good bit about, um, I guess, uh, histories around this stuff. I'm a big history guy, too. Okay. But um, I, he was kind of like Robert E. Howard. You guys know who that is? I mean, I don't mean to sound like I'm patronizing, but you know who that is at all? No. Not the at all. <laughs> no, we're like, we're, we're, guy... we're pre- uh... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us. Right, go ahead. Well, tell he us. Was a, well, he was the guy who did Conan, really. He was the guy who invented Conan. Oh. Um, he, um... He was paid a dollar a word, I think. It was like a penny a word. It's really weird. And for Dickens, apparently, it was kind of the same way. What I find so interesting about Dickens is that he's, you know, he's revered as this visionary, as one of the classics. Well, he was kind of a Stephen King of his time, if you really look at it, if you do read about him. You know, he was very popular during his lifetime. He was one of the, like, first real writers who could actually make a living from it and he was very well known for it it wasn't like you know writers who were forgotten about then find suddenly set a bunch of years later and they become famous after that you know he was very big during his time um the thing about 
Charles Dickens is, is just, you know, he's just so good with characters, in my opinion. But again, that's just my opinion. I do understand how some people can get daunted. He does, he can go on for pages and pages about certain things. But uh, I think that was because of the monetary, you know, issues. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, so, I'm just. Like, it would make sense because uh, if I'm getting paid by the word, then I would want to use as many words to try to keep it like per chat. I would say like per chapter, right? At that case, like yes, going so I can like get like you know buy myself breakfast, lunch, and dinner that day from this like one paycheck. So yeah, I, I mean, it's probably part of the reason. I also find like his pace is like a little slower, like down when you see, because I like Agatha Christie and like uh. Condor, like I like mystery novels when it comes to like books and stuff, right? Because ah uh, yes, I I really like that stuff too. Uh, except I feel Christie can get really repetitive, in mm. my opinion. I yeah. love Conan Doyle. I really like the Sherlock Holmes stories. Yeah, but like I always like those because like because I know what I'm going into for like the pace, as in like I'm looking because is it, like what is, mysteries requires me to actually be more observant when I'm reading to find the clues. Let's try to ultimately solve it in the end for myself, along with like the great the detective that I use, rather than like uh, mm-hmm. trying to follow this character through his like g- like character growth through the end, right? Yeah, I mean, I think all really great folks can. Um, I think all great folks really uh, come back to if the characters are interesting. I, I don't think you can really have a good book without having a good character. I mean, uh, there's not many books that are good that have um, flat characters, unless you want to consider, you know, there's some writers out there that are not good with characters, like, you know, James Patterson. Uh, it might be a hot thing. I don't know if y'all like James Patterson. Oh, but... man. Wait, never mind, never mind. I was going to say, like, he's not the Percy Jackson guy, because... Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did a review, actually, of Percy Jackson, and I was... Like well, that kind of sucked, but whatever. Oh, no. oh man, those are those are my middle school books right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I read them when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I read them when I was older, and I'm like, eh, this has been done better. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like when I read Captain of the Pants when I'm a, you know when I'm older, it's just like, oh yeah, that was fun. I remember those times. Well, right. Uh, like Muhammad recently rewatched something like from his childhood, and said so, like it still holds up like. You ever find yourself like reading a book or going back to like a book that like, or some like something you read that still holds up to you like since you were a kid now? Um. Yes. I. I there's still like every time I think of something when I was a kid, I'm always, I'm always remembering things I really liked when I was a kid. Like for example, scary stories to tell in the dark. And you know, I I actually reread it the other day, and, and uh, it's still uh, phenomenal. It's um. Or something like uh, Treasure Island, which is a book I remember liking when I was a kid. Um, or Dickens' Oliver Twist, which is still one of my favorites. Or, uh, you know, Mark Twain's uh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, you know. I, there's a bunch of books that I remembered when I was a kid I really liked, and then I come back and I still like it now. So. Huh. Um, yeah, I know what you mean on that. Like, um, I've been trying to, like, find time to, like, uh, reread some, like, uh, comics from, like, my childhood. Um, like, I used to be, like, a huge fan of, like, uh, Bone. Um, like, that 
it was like this old fantasy comic written by um, Jeff Smith, I think. Remember, it was bones. awesome. Bones like, bones. Uh, like I think it was just called Bo. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. like, uh, was it? It was like these three sword, um, like pale people. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe them. <laughs> like they're like, I I don't know what it like how to describe like the characters. They're like these small pale people. I read a lot more edgier stuff when I was a kid. Like I read like The Killing Joke when I was ten. So I mean, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's one of those like it's fun, and then you read it when you're older. You're like Jesus Christ. I I don't understand how this didn't ruin my childhood. <laughs> oh no, I got to watch Full Metal Alchemist as a child. I'm like, oh, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, then you watch it later. You're like, oh, I'm watching this. I don't know. Like, was it? Um, watching that, and then I remember Brotherhood came out, and I tried watching that, and I was like, "Oh, I don't like this tone from the original." But yeah, I also read Coraline when I was a kid, and I really liked that book. Oh, the new gaming book. Yes. Oh, how, how like well, since you read it, like you've seen the movie too. Like, is there any difference between the two of them? Not really, um, except for ju- there's no Wiley book, uh. and. Um, Aside from that, it's mostly the same. It's it, it's a it's a very enjoyable experience, in my opinion. Uh, and plus, I really love stop motion animation. So um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a great movie and it's a great book. I actually just got the Graveyard book recently. I plan on reading that. I'm a big uh, no game fan. Oh, hey, something uh, you and Eric have in common there. <laughs> <laughs> I like was it? I, I really like Neil Gaiman, but I don't. Was it? Um, my first experience with Neil Gaiman was Sandman, right? And I'm like, oh, I. It, it doesn't make me a fan of Neil Gaiman at all, because I, I, I can't describe it, right? Because, but I do like Coraline, and I don't know. I have to give like Neil Gaiman more of a chance to read something else he wrote, but, mm, I don't really like. I just like his personality because he's like he's a pretty cool guy, pretty like, pretty mellow dude, like based off of interviews and stuff. Right? It's pretty cool. Oh. Pretty cool. Right, but so uh, it just seems to me right now. So, right, let me ask you this, right? So, uh, well, you also read comics and like you review them too on your Goodreads, right? Um, yes, I do review comics on my Goodreads. Um, I I do enjoy the medium. Uh, I remember really liking it when I was little. Um, then I just kind of I don't know. I was kind of a hipster comic book fan. Yeah. Where, uh, where I was just kind of saying, like, oh, yeah, I like comics, and I'm just, like, reading one. Like, I would read The Walking Dead years, and um, then, I, you know, then after, you know, reading comic, or The Walking Dead, then I started going back to it, and um, now I really like indie comics because of The Walking Dead. Um, I have a big, I'm a big fan of Image Comics. I think they're uh, fantastic. I, I really like what they're doing right now. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I love abstract stuff, Okay. So, you know, I like odd, you know, like, even in superhero runs, I like stuff like Bendis's Daredevil or Al Ewing's recent Hulk run, which uh, I've only read the first trade, but um, I really like it. Oh, they're more... Um, also recently... More Hulk's um, pretty cool. Or Alan Moore Swamp Thing, for example. That's that's another one where you're just like, man, this is really good. I uh, wish there were more comic book runs like that. Oh, there's a... Curse and Brimstone. That one's like a uh, pretty close, uh, like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, but or uh, 
Neil Gaiman Sandman, even though I don't, I know it's based off of a DC character, um, although he kind of did his own thing with it, so um, I really like Sandman too, I just started rereading it recently, and it holds up supremely well. Oh, no. uh, I think we're like the kind of opposite at that point, because I started reading comics the older I got, like, because I, I didn't like them, well, I didn't like them like through like uh, middle or high school, I started reading them like, like after I graduated, because... Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, like, what is it? I was uh, fascinated with, like, the art form. And I remember I had a friend really tell me why, like, to read Berserk, right? Because... I have I have heard of Berserk. I've not read... I've heard it out, like, Game of Thrones. It's... I've heard it's very vital. Well, the Golden Age art out Game of Thrones the Game of Thrones. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, like, what is it? The thing I like about comics is that it's an art... It's an art form where that, um... Well, I'm like it's like this. I'm a strong, I'm a strong believer of uh, the art. Like, if you create something in a specific medium, then you should try to tell the story using doing the ways that only that media can do, right? So, like, if I make a movie, then I should use like strong visual storytelling with it, along with like the add to the story that I'm telling with the movie. And uh, what made me really like fat, like really like comics was when I read Berserk and how Mura uses black and white. To truly emphasize the story he's telling, you know, like it, it really, you're like, oh, well, this is like an art form that nobody really talks about that often, unless you're like, yeah, it's, a oh, weeb. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. It's like it's fine. Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, yeah, that that is kind of the um, that is a bit of the sad part of comic books is that not many really take it all that seriously. I mean, there are some people like Alan Moore, Will Eisner, or some people like that who make dents, and people pay attention. But, um, unfortunately, it doesn't happen more often. You know, there's people like Art Spiegel who come around with stuff like Moss or Neil Gaiman with Sandman. It's just, it's really sad that people don't see the potential of comic books as much as I would like to see it, at least. Well, um... I think it like well, sorry. I think you just think it's like it's hard in a sense, right? To like yes to do that because Alan Moore, right? He's openly said that he, well, like when he like his like his early interviews when he's young, he's like when he was like younger than like his like Gandalf the Gray look, right? Is uh... a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does he does look like him <laughs> a little bit, right? Is that uh he truly understood comics? Because like if you read the Watchmen, they're like. The cases where that the panels that he uses can only be done in the comic format, right? Which adds to the story he's telling, and it's like, oh, okay, right? But like, uh, yes. Oh. Well, I don't know, cause like, uh, well, I was gonna say that like, to you have like the person creating it has to truly understand the medium, right? Like, uh, like Scott Snyder is really good. He's a good comic creator, right? But he's not truly telling a story that can only be done in the medium of comic books, in my opinion, because I don't think he truly understands the medium, in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I do understand that mixed feeling towards um, uh, Scott Snyder. He, I think he's someone who teeter-totters. He is capable of something brilliant. But then he'll write some, like, he'll do a couple, you know, mediocre series, you know, and then he'll come out with something like Witches. Oh. And, um... <laughs> I wrote a Justice about League. <laughs> I, I, I do actually like his Justice League and just how he's just kind of, you know, 
it's not that he's uh it's not bad i i actually do enjoy his um justice league stuff it's just it's not as good as i would like it um but witches i think is extraordinary i might give witches a try but like uh my my biggest problem with scott is that uh it's like he's that dude who blows his load a little too early in the story right because <laughs> that's a way to put it because i remember i read the new like i read like the was it the court of owls because i went to a comic book store and i saw it for five dollars i was like okay sure this is one yeah, that's what got me right that's what got me back in the stream you know big two comics and stuff right is uh the court of owls and i read it and i was like oh man like this is like super cool and then like he blew his load when like the the owls attacked and then the story kept <laughs> It was Batman's brother the whole time. And I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was really, that was weird. I was like, I actually, oh no, <laughs> oh no, Scott. I actually, I actually think I like Death of the Family a lot better because um, I, I don't know, I just really enjoy how that story's paced. I don't like all the offshoots, but I do really like the story of you know the Joker, you know the whole does he or does he not know who. Um, Batman and his family, and I love how he keeps vague on if he knows or not, or if he just knows and he doesn't care, because I, I really like that. Um, the Court of Owls, the first arc is really good. The final one is problematic, in my opinion. The Reign of Owls, right? Yeah. What was it? Um, DC markets the Court of Owls, like, the two parts, or well, two volumes, as one big story. I feel like it's a whole... So like the first. So it's it's so bizarre. <laughs> I'm wait. Did you read his Dark Knight's Metal? Or I did. It, oh my god! I don't even. I don't know what. To, I don't know what to think of that. I was I, I was so hyped to the end. I was like, oh boy, I'm ready for my superheroes to like give me like their one on one rematches with the villains, and like all I get is like a page, like of all the heroes just like killing the Bat people. I'm like, oh. I'm a little sad. It's such a convoluted mess. Yeah. I, I, I like how like he tries to like um get his like dark Batman into like everything. The Batman be like reading a Flash story or some shit, and then suddenly <laughs> the Batman who that was Batman in Lab. Was Batman in Lab series he did with Jock is actually pretty good. Like I like the concept kind of. Just I don't like um how he's like stubbed into everything, like um. Because it just feels a bit weird sometimes, like the still force, like <laughs> strong force. Actually, my favorite thing to come out of the Batman who laughs is the Shazam who laughs. Oh yeah. You know, I you know I don't love the overpowered superheroes like Superman. I don't find them all that interesting, but I do really like Shazam for some reason. I don't know what it is. I just I like that I of um I, I like that idea of a kid getting the uh, powers of Superman. I just find it doesn't take itself that seriously, and um, I, you know, I think Jeff Johns is really doing a good job right now with um, Shazam. You know, in my opinion, at least. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt anybody. Oh no, you're fine. Right, uh, Muhammad here likes Shazam a lot too. <laughs> yeah, like um, I saw like the movie that came out recently. Um, oh yeah. I was expecting the movie not to be that great, but I was pleasantly surprised by it. They, oh, yeah. they brought. I, I think it was really good. They brought Jeff Johns in to write it, to like. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. They're like, hey, Jeff, you can you do this? Like, we took your position away. We took your characters away. How about you do this? He's like, oh, okay. I don't know. 
I really like Jeff because a lot like was it I always like joke around but I feel like when Jeff writes he just pulls out action figures and like okay what am I gonna do with this action figure today <laughs> just starts massing <laughs> Like, Doomsday Clock is like um, is really amazing, right? But part of me is thinking like, oh man, Superman's never gonna be able to fight Doctor Manhattan. So I'm feeling like Jeff Johns has like this Superman one million action figure, like under a desk. You can try and talk him down. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, oh, there's hope. No, no, like, I, like, no, I'm so, like, I, I joke like this, right? So like, do, like Doctor, like Doomsday Clock ending, right? Superman's on his ground, like looking up and like. Dark Manhattan, like I'm about to destroy this universe. The Superman one million comes out of nowhere, and then like a wrestling ring pops up, and like, oh, okay, sure. Like, just like I wanted to go like bats off the wall, like cr Infinite Crisis, like how like Superboy Prime was ripping off arms of like people. I, I want want that in like this ending of Doomsday Clock, the slow burn to, to like this straight up action figure fight, been amazing. <laughs> like yeah, I yeah, read that. Like I'm dead serious. I, I'd like buy like ten copies at my comic store. Like I'm just gonna like get them. There was all. this comic I read of uh, Conan once where he goes into the real world. It is, <laughs> it's probably one of the best, just absolutely ridiculous comic issues I've ever read. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. No, you're fine. I was gonna say like uh, Muhammad here has read some Conan, and he's just like kind of He was kind of sad about it. I guess I don't like um I don't hate the idea of him at all. It's just uh, I really hated like the stuff I read. Um it was just really boring. Wait, which and, stuff like, uh, wait oh sorry, didn't mean to interrupt again. Like uh no it's okay. Like um Eric was doing this thing with me where he kept sending me random like comics. So like uh he would like send me these random like Conan issues and they were scattered, you know, somewhere from Dark Horse. All all it was um, like majority mostly Dark Horse. <laughs> mostly uh, some from Marvel. <laughs> the early uh, Marvel, like when he was the nineteen eighties. And those were kinda like fun because it was just a bunch of naked dudes wrestling each other. <laughs> 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 That was his exact description, too, when he told me about it. He was like, it's like Conan is just a naked dude wrestling another naked dude. I, I feel like Conan, you know, if you want to go back to the original story from Howard, yes, it is this big guy who goes around killing people, you know, fighting people half-naked and saving chicks that are half-naked. Um, but if you do read the original stories, you do find there is a, you know, deeper message about... Um, civilization and barbarism and uh i sometimes think of it uh politically uh now i don't mean to get political on here don't mind real quick oh no go ahead go ahead it's uh i mean it's not gonna be anything divisive in my opinion there i mean feel free to disagree of course but i feel that um i feel that conan is kind of a libertarian character uh considering howard's life and his um uh, really how he makes Conan in the books. He is this guy who depends a lot on himself. He's very pro-individual freedom, which is something that I uh, sympathize with. So, again, there could be bias. You could say I'm full of shit. But um, that, that's what I think Conan is. He's kind of that competent man taken to the logical conclusion. That, that's what I think. 
at least. That's an interesting view, honestly. Um, I mean, maybe. Oh, sorry. No, it's it's okay. Like maybe, like maybe I haven't like really read enough of like Conan to like uh, fully like get him. Just like most of the stories I've seen is like uh, this like big dude who like gets on like a sip or something, and then he gets like the sip gets wrecked, and then he gets on this like demon lady sip, and he starts sleeping with that demon lady even though all of his friends were killed earlier in the issue. It's just okay now. Oh, well, I mean, like, how, how else do you mourn when your friend dies, <laughs> right? You sleep with the demon lady. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can I can understand definitely how someone might not like uh, Conan, or, you know, but uh, it is, it, it can be pretty tacky, I will admit, but those original stories are pretty good. Um, also, the comics I would probably suggest for a Conan fan who likes the original story would be uh, Kurt Busiek's um, take on it. I think that's probably the most uh, accurate to the books, in my opinion. Oh, you hear that, Muhammad? Like, you like Kurt Busiek. His a- like, oh, his, yeah, I do. His Astro City and the Superman run. It's a- yeah, Superman I, runs, like, amazing. I, I love Marvel. It's such a good book. Mm. Well... Well, let me let me ask you. Like, have you read in like any of like a uh, have you read any of the Tales of Earthsea series before? Uh, what? The Tales of Earthsea, you know, uh, the Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh, uh, Ursula K. Le Guin. I've yeah. been wanting to get into her forever. She seems like someone I would like, but I haven't. Oh. I really want to go. The um, I re- I just read like finished like the Wizard of Earthsea, right? And it's actually probably my fi- favorite fantasy book novel. So I'm not like a. I'm not like avid novel reader anymore, like or book reader in a sense, right? Because mm-hmm. I find like it requires a little more time to consume than I would like say if I want to like read a, a manga, comic, or read a movie, or, like watch a movie, TV show, right? It, it takes a little more time, but that one was like it's it's a pretty fast read and it's really good and like I would say the overall theme of it is the story of a uh, say like the, your inner monsters like because you're running he the main character Sparrowhawk is running away from monster he created. Or brought to the world like Gebeth, right? And it's like, it's just a really cool idea of like pacifism and stuff. I found this like truly interesting. Yeah, I've heard Ursula Caleb when um, I've seen a few of her interviews and um, she seems very interesting as a, as a writer. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 I don't really know what to say. I just haven't read her yet. Oh, well. Um, I know that she's been very influential for people like uh, Neil Gaiman. I know Neil Gaiman likes her quite a bit. Yeah, um, each writer has like their influences, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly don't mind, you know. I know Scott Snyder's uh, is Frank Miller's. <laughs> yes. Um, I. It's funny, me and Frank Miller, it's kind of a whole, I like you, but I don't. It's, it's like... Oh. Dark Knight Returns is exemplar of this, where I, God, there are so many great moments, but then it just gets bogged down in these just ridiculous moments. I thought his, like, uh, first, like, issue of, like, Superman Year One seemed fine. No, I wasn't crazy about it. (laughs) Uh, But, like, that second issue is is awful. Oh. Like, bad. (laughs) 
I have friends who love Frank Miller, and I'm just like, oh, man. I, Alan Moore's better, but in my opinion, he's <laughs> Oh, no, he's absolutely uh, better. Just like, I think... Oh, yeah. Like, what is it? Um, I think he, Oh, sorry, sorry. You can go ahead. I mean, shit, I, I just read his uh, Necronomicon out a while ago. Providence is what I meant. His uh, Lovecraft stuff. It's so good, still. I mean, there are some stuff like Lost Girls that he did that's really, I think, long-winded and just odd in a bad way. I really like strange stuff, but it's strange in a bad way. Uh, um, but, dude, I'm mean, just like, you read Frank Miller's Year One, uh, Superman, not bad. I love that. That's my favorite work. Oh, um, I think it's actually superior to the uh, Dark Knight Returns. Again, a little bit of a hot take. I don't want to get hot take tonight. Um, but I, I, uh, I, 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 but yeah, uh, Necronomicon, or not Necronomicon, uh, Providence is really just, it's some really good stuff, and it shows that Alan Moore still got it through all these years. I think he's just, um, Alan Moore's one of those people, well, like, he's a master of his craft, so I doubt he'll ever lose it unless he, like, he starts going, like, crazy. He's... Just, like, <laughs> like... Me, Alan Moore, like, uh... Like, I always imagine them as, like, some old dude who lives in the woods with, like, a typewriter. I think he lives in the Shire. What do you mean? He lives in the Shire. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place he lives is the Shire. Right? Uh, I remember... I saw this... <laughs> Go ahead. Cause... I said a, a Shire called Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I saw, like, I saw this YouTube video. They were talking about, if you want to get it... If you want to get an autograph from Alamore, you have to go first fly to England. Then you have to take the la- you have to take the last bus at midnight, right? Up to like this random woods and wait for this like ring a bell three times for this like this hairy dude to f- come out of the forest and like take you to the like his like house. Right? He's like, oh, dude. You want to get the autograph? Yeah, that's how you get it. You have to like do all the steps to do this. You have to do all this shit. Oh, that's perfect. That sounds so much like what he would do. Ah, God. I, I actually told a friend, I'm like, I would just go to a, like, go on a adventure to go see him. Or just, not really see him. It's fucking, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I don't it, know what I'm saying. It'd, prob- it'd, it'd probably be a journey, like, uh, it'd be like, a, like, you'd be like a Frodo, just on this way to get this, like, this autograph for it, and, like, of some, like, <laughs> yeah. the killing joke. <laughs> you stab a few of your friends along the way. <laughs> he comes out, he's like, <laughs> you wanna autograph? He's like, uh, yeah. Here you go. Like, he just scatters off. Like, he scatters off. He just walk like you walk down the steps. The house is gone. You're like, what? <laughs> he, oh shit! He just uh, did it. He just did it. Some of that weird occult magic he's to do. Uh, no, but like, uh, please. But like, uh, your um, your Batman year one. Have you read, uh? <laughs> Batman is shaman before? Shaman. Uh, Batman what? Shaman. That's a story. Shaman. I don't believe so. Uh, I've read a good chunk of Batman. Well, you should read that, right? Um, because, uh, have you ever heard of Dennis O'Neill? Probably. Yes. I, I really, I, he's, he's so snubbed. I think he's a very overlooked writer. But yes, I do know who he is. Right. Um, he wrote, okay, so he took the concept of, like, uh, Frank Miller's year one. Because at the time, like at the time of after like the Dark Knight Returns came out, DC did these things where they like they started pumping out all these other Batman books, like the Batman Legend of Dark Knight, Batman Shadow of the Bat, and like all these other books, right? They like, have mm-hmm. more Batman, and so he was the first guy to write 
the first story for Batman Legends of Dark Knight, and he wrote this. He wrote a Batman Year One story that took like the, the like say the best parts of Year One, but then made it better in a sense, right? Because because mm-hmm. um, Shaman is basically this entire story of like Bruce Wayne's failure, well, a, a failure that he create he did because uh, he gets rescued by these like uh, I guess Inuit people or Herpas ever like the oh, Himalayan. Oh dear. Right, he gets rescued by them, and they tell they give him a secret, and he reveals the secret to like say an anthropologist, which causes that like that little native people to go downhill, and also gave rise like an occult coming up from it too, like because like this actions he did while like his, still his first year's Batman, which has like all his like mm-hmm. yeah, it's really good, along with like has all his like good narrations of like a uh, detectiveness because he was an actual newspaper like reporter. Yeah, as noir like narration, like came you know in. what I find so funny is that Frank Miller probably wouldn't be where he is today without Dinium. And I feel Dinium Neal got really screwed over in some aspects because he was doing you know complex, interesting stories, you know, alongside people like Steve Gerber, Wave, you know, Frank Miller showed up, and even you know Alan Moore. As much as I love Alan. Um, I just, I feel like Danny O'Neill got right <laughs> Like, um, I, I'd agree. Like, um, I'm, I'm a really huge fan of like, uh, he did another Legends of the Dark Knight story, I think, called Venom. Uh, and I've oh, talked yeah, about it on a podcast before. Isn't that where Batman uh, gets addicted to this drug that uh, Bane's addicted to? Like, it's like a pill form of it. Like, uh, oh. Um, it's due to, like, uh, him not being able to save this little girl, uh, and, like, the scientist who's, like, the little girl's, like, father, like, ends up, like, uh, giving him these pills, and they make him, like, insanely strong, uh, and so, like, it, it's, like, this really interesting, like, humanizing take on him I sort of really enjoy, um, where it's not really any exaggerated villain or anything, it's just this single dude dealing with this like problem that a lot of people deal with uh sort of fascinating uh, and i'd recommend it to like honestly anybody i do feel like a lot of batman stories end up like uh making him into like this super god who like uh has a gadget for literally everything and like uh has seven mechs oh man those my favorite oh. stories. <laughs> I was gonna say like uh, uh, the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon is just my favorite. Yeah, it's like this dude like uh, has like everything, and it's portrayed really comedically. Uh, but you were saying something, Britain. Like, uh, so what are you about? Oh to- well, I've, I was. Yeah, you know, I've read a lot of Batman stories because you know he's my favorite superhero and all. So you know, I don't even know if I would call him a superhero. He doesn't really have a lot of powers. It's just kind of his. It's kind of an oddity. I don't know what you mean, man. Like, Scott Steiner has made that man to a god. He, he's... <laughs> I thought it was Grant Morris that did this. They, like, it started with Fred and then continued with Scott. I think it started with Frank. Because, like, <laughs> like, was it Dark Knight Returns? He's doing stuff like no old men should be able to do. <laughs> like, this dude's... In, in some of the, like, movies, like... Oh man, I, I was thinking about that uh, fight that in the Justice League where he's fighting Lex Luthor inside Batman's like oh, no, Superman's bloodstream. <laughs> oh, 
Dude, I love in Scott Snyder's Justice League. I love his portrayal of uh, Lex Luthor, at least from what I've read. He just does not give a fuck. Like, he just goes to his father's old veteran buddies. He's like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? I'm blowing y'all up. <laughs> just blows all that shit up. And he just walks back and like, fuck you. <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. It's like, cool guys, don't look at explosions. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Do you have a favorite villain from everything you read? Favorite villain? Yeah, like an antagonist. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, uh, as of recently, I, I'd say um, Judge Holden from, uh, if you're talking about literature at least, uh, Judge Holden from Blood Meridian. But with comic books, I don't actually know. It's, um, it's weird. <laughs> I don't actually know how good, or I don't know who my favorite villain is. In comics, I would say the Joker, but I'm like, like, who is it? I don't know. I, I just don't. Know. It, it's odd. Yeah, it might it be is, the governor. I don't know. It is hard to like narrow that down. Like, um, cause there's like a lot of like good villains and like a lot of bad ones. Um, like yeah, recently, uh, like recently, I've been consuming like a lot of like TV shows and stuff through like Netflix, uh, and I got through like Mindhunter recently. Um, and I love talking about Mindhunter because, like, it's, like, this really fascinating story about, like, uh, these two FBI agents, like, forming this entire, like, uh, division to try to target, like, a certain type of, like, murder. Basically, the, forming the whole thing around serial killers. Uh, in season two, there's, like, this one serial killer they introduced who's just really fascinating. Like, uh, they, like, stop him in the street, and, like, what's interesting about him is that he keeps denying he did it, even though, like, the evidence is really stacked up on him. Um, yeah, serial killers are intriguing. Yeah, they're awful, but they're oddly intriguing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, what is it? Uh, I always find it funny, because, like, a lot of things I read, there's never a big antagonist, right? Um... If like if I were to say for a villain of mine, I'd probably be like the um, the Doctor Shepard from the Murder of Roger Ackroyd, from like uh, Agatha Christie's book, because I thought that like that big reveal at the end was really fascinating, in my opinion, because uh, it, it's like the first time that uh that the the sidekick like the, the Sherlock Holmes sidekick would have been was the murderer, and he's you know because he's the one recounting this telling the story to the reader, right? And it's like when you find out he's the killer, it's like it's, it was like oh. I didn't actually see that coming, so it's like it's like all oh, this information that I get was it like falsified or anything, right? But I've never been like, I guess I've never been a fan of like say an antagonist. I'm more or less like the I like this idea of like say I like a more of a like and say instead of a central antagonist is like directly like a like like say the Joker or something. I'm more of like I prefer like say the world being antagonistic to the character, like the environment and stuff, or you know what I mean, or no. Like, yeah, um, I, I, I give it. like a character being like saved by his environment, I guess is what you mean. Yeah, like or like, like let's see how I put. Like I, I would say like um, if I were to use Golden Kamui, right, this manga, where these characters are, I don't want to use Golden Kamui. I would say like maybe like Ronin Kenshin, right? How the like there there is a big bed, but that's not like really the thing. It's more like like these yeah. samurais, right? have to like walk they ha- they have to like they're being told to give up their way of life that they've known 
all this time after they've adopted, say, the Western style politics, like you know, democracy and stuff, like actually having a police instead of like, yo, my my posse of samurai dudes are gonna kick down this door and stuff, <laughs> right? And it's just this, I, <laughs> right? And it's just this idea of like this character who has lived his entire life by the way of the sword is now being told you're a criminal by living by the way of the sword and he, he only knows that one thing so it's like it's like oh what does he do what what does he have left in life now and so giving him like a big bed is like it's like kind of not necessary but it's also like this point where it's, it actually works thematically because this it's another person who lived his entire life by the way like bushido and like had a, he really was like under the shogunate that he feels distraught by this new government telling him that the castaway is old ways, that he tries to, you know, create, a, like, a civil war, and our main character has to, like, you know, take care of that, and it's more like, like, you have to let things go, and just be forced to move on. Which, like, really like that idea. But, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I yeah. mean, like I said, I, I like to keep my, my reading taste diverse, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just about to say the real villain of uh, Aroni Kenson's the mangaka because oh no <laughs> he went away for like uh he didn't go away he uh, yeah he didn't go like, he, he get no jail time he got, oh come on he, he just paid a thousand dollar fine but really yeah, like, this, yeah the child porn being discovered on him wait what hold on yeah like, oh okay what? so so the creator of Ronin Kenshin the mangaka for it was arrested right for child pornography oh, right oh my god <laughs> and he had to pay his thousand dollar fine or loosely closely to like two thousand dollars in u.s money right so mm. yeah you know he's perfectly fine yeah yeah what is that? You, should, you should fucking cut his dick off uh, oh. <laughs> oh i don't know they should cut his balls off well oh I'm sure you fucking I want to ask you this, right? Do you think this, like, creators ruin the story? Like, when you get to know them? Like, uh, say, J.K. Rowling is doing with, like, Harry Potter? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't really, you know, I don't really care for her politics. I don't get as much, I don't get as angry as other people. But, you know, there, there are some, I'm just like, you don't really need to say that. You know, the story kind of just, it already, know. like, we get it, you know? Cause... Like, uh, Dumbledore being super gay. <laughs> well, to be fair, that one was always kind of, um, at least in my opinion, that was always kind of there, because, you know, he was such good friends with, uh, with, um, God, oh, fuck, what was that dude's name? Gellowart? Fuck, no, that isn't it. Snake? I don't fucking know. No. Um, um, no, it was a really evil wizard. Grindel? Grindel? Wall? That's it. Wait, Johnny Depp? <laughs> <laughs> the point is... I don't... <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, okay, that was... I was I, I was really I, sad that in that movie... That, that, what was it? The the first Fantastic Beast movie when they like... It was like this really cool dude and then it turned out to be Johnny Depp and I was like, oh, now I'm sad. Just... <laughs> what? What's wrong with Johnny Depp? Uh, like, cause like uh, the other dude did such a good job, and then he's not that dude anymore. Yeah, cause oh, yeah, uh, it's like it's like uh, the Flash. Uh, oh, Tom Cavanaugh, dude, he was so good as um, Reverse Flash, and then that fucking blonde guy came in. Oh my god! 
Not, he's not bad. If it ain't Tom Cavana, he doesn't have that, uh, that whispery voice, you know. Yeah, it's just. Oh like, my god. It's it just. It's just not the same. Uh, I don't exactly. know. Because <laughs> like was the entire movie, it was just you know not Johnny Depp, and he was that guy was just killing his role as like this dude. He's like. You manipulating this kid, and you're like, yeah, this guy's just like kind of a piece of shit, but not a piece of shit at the same time, right? But then like, <laughs> it turns out like, oh, he t- like the magic wears off. He's Johnny Depp, and I was like, oh man, I'm never. This guy isn't being his role again. It's, it's a little sad. Yeah, Colin Farrell yep. played him. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like Colin Farrell, the best bullseye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys ever saw that old Daredevil film. Tap, like, tap it, like, oh, tap your forehead and go, out. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. I, just, I watched it to go rewatched it. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, the music? Oh, man. I, like, always had, like, this idea for a pitch for a movie would be, uh... Okay, so we had we get Wesley Snipes. He plays an IRS agent, right? <laughs> and his job is to go after... Another black star who's playing a vampire hunter. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like And I would like call him like the tax man or something. <laughs> like that'd be the title oh of the movie. It'd be the greatest movie ever. It would be the greatest like meta like meta joke ever. Like People, <laughs> like people who know Wesley Snipes. Like no, but like, I'd watch it. Go see it, It's like, oh, I want to see this joke play out. Like, see how, like, it's like that Area Fifty One raid that became Area Fifty One rave. Like, you can't wait for the Netflix film. Oh man. <laughs> oh, dude. The, but like to get back to my statement, right? Like, do like create like do you think creators ruin a, um their work? I think was it Mark Wade ruins his work because he discovered the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because he's as cringy as he is. Because, uh, that's definitely... uh, uh, I don't know. He's he's, he's something. Uh, he is right. Uh, Muhammad recently read like his Champions, which is kind of funny. Oh God, I hate Champions. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate Daredevil. Have y'all read his Daredevil run? Oh, that is shit I have ever read. That Toon Disney? It is so bad. I read it, I'm like, ah, oh, this is passable. And then I read it later after reading, like, the Bendis Brubaker runs. Mm-hmm. It is so awful. Like, um, it is... There's this, I, like, I love uh, Daredevil. I love Daredevil. There's, like... Pro- Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's like this uh, page like that I sort of laugh at from like Mark Wade's like Daredevil, where it's just him being like I don't know the full context. It's just him being pushed by a bunch of purple kids off of like a bridge. <laughs> it just looks really funny. <laughs> this sounds like something he would write. That's not <laughs> Hashtag champions, man. Just, oh god, I hate you. <laughs> so my, my friend Tahig, he's a great guy. If he ever hears, love you, bro. But um, he, he liked the champions. I think it was Jim Sub who was writing. Point. It wasn't Mark Wade anymore. I'm just like, oh man, I'm sorry. Champions. I, I'm not usually in the team books, 
I like the Justice League just fine, and the Avengers is fine too. I mean, it, it depends on the writer. Oh, like uh, like Muhammad here with Benjamin Percy, with Teen Titans. I freaking love Ben Percy. Oh, I freaking good. love Ben Percy, Teen Titans. Like um, it, it like he manages to like make this like, it almost feels like the cartoon in a, in a way. It just sort of captures like that tone manages to be like its own story uh and then adam glass took it over and it cried in my sleep <laughs> i cried myself to sleep <laughs> no but like <laughs> <laughs> the but like was it my thing is uh like bringing like say frank miller right with him i think that uh with some of his like spoutings and stuff like oh it, it sort of does, like, in my opinion, degrade what he written at some point. Because, like, cause, like, when you read Daniel it... stuff's fucking hilarious to tell how bizarre some of his work is. Like, you know, Batman uh, and Robin, the you know, all-star Batman and Robin's whole boy wonder. Oh, it's terrible. Oh. But it's friggin' hilarious. That is... Man's painted himself gold. It is... I'm the goddamn Batman. It is... It is beautiful, just how awful it is. It is. It's a. It's a piece. Of, it's a piece of art that will. <laughs> it's a freaking nature to say the least. Right. Batman's just this complete and utter psychopath. <laughs> just kicking the shit out of random people. It's. It's beautiful. Oh my god. It's a. It's a terrible perversion of uh, Batman as a character. But it's freaking hilarious. So I, I need a Millerverse like animated. Oh. I need a Millerverse animated series. Oh my god! Right? I no. My, my my favorite thing about the All Star Batman and Robin is that the fact that there's a <laughs> there's no consistency in time because within like the first three issues of like him riding around the Batmobile with like Dick, there's already like a news cycle going on <laughs> about Batman kidnapping a kid. It's funny how it's funny how he's trying to like show off. In the book, and Batman and uh, Dick's just like, oh, that's cool. whatever, like, like whatever, idiot. <laughs> it's kind of queer. I think he says it one. <laughs> it's so weird. You can't like, no the one kid. Talks like that, <laughs> no one. I always love no Frank's. Uh, like I always love Frank's narration about like cities, for like the main character just sounds like he wants to like have like sex with the cities. <laughs> I think Sin City. Like Sin City is like one like the characters just want to broad dog the city. It's like oh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, y you haven't read. I like. Uh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say you haven't read uh, Superman like Earth One like Gear One, but y the thing is like, it, like for the first part of like well the second issue number two of that series is a uh, Superman like he wants to go like have sex with like the entire ocean, like the narration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Superman's like, oh is like she calls out to me. I stare into her. She calls out to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Oh, dude. Oh, oh my god. Uh, I'm about to die. <laughs> There's this one part in a. Oh, the, my favorite part of the All-Star Batman and uh, Robin the Boy Wonder is where um, Batman paints himself yellow. <laughs> yellow. <laughs> Arlov Green Lantern, because he can't do yellow. And he's like, oh my god. 
He's like uh, yellow is his weakness. Yeah. <laughs> I guess sometimes you gotta like yeah like well it couldn't be oh, like wood anymore uh, because what was it like wood it was too lame. Right? I mean I, I don't know, I think wood would be cooler than like yellow. <laughs> this man gets stopped by a school there bus. Was, <laughs> there was a there was a joke from uh there was a joke from Big Bang Theory where Raj was talking about a uh, Green Lantern's weakness one time it was wood and another time was yellow he said so cool I could just kill him with a number two pencil <laughs> yeah it would, that would actually be true <laughs> like, probably like like just keel over the site be like Superman <laughs> you could just massacre the entire uh, uh, core you can massacre the entire core with a fucking for the pencil. <laughs> I can read that, honestly. No, the kids, I mean, the kids next door, right? Just like two by fours. Just, like, just, <laughs> just like, just show up to like the, like, um, oboe or something, right? And just like start beating crap out of them, right? It would be over at that point. And I always want to be like a member of Kids Next Door as a kid. The K and D. I remember I used to really like that show and then I just kind of fell out of it. Yeah. <sighs> I used to I used to watch it when it came on, but I'm like never like really excited. But like, oh no, I was it randomly watched some of the episodes that they had. Some of those episodes are like really uh like really really artistically. Like um, one is like an entire musical, like like a rock opera, for like a food fight. Oh yeah, that sounds epic. Oh yeah. And whatever happened to good cartoons? We got a uh, Thundercats roar. We we still got uh you know we got a uh, yeah. gravity falls. Yep. Like, that ended. Yeah, though. but that ended. <laughs> yeah, Thunder. I miss Thundercats. I miss Thundercats roar. I was excited for those memes that were coming out of it. Like um, where like ev- where like everything looks the same now and like uh, and like Teen Titans go. No, because <laughs> there was one for Berserk, right? They're like, oh, they did they did you Berserk. But looking just like Thundercats Roar and like the Cowboy Bebop looking just like Thundercats Roar. <laughs> I love, uh, I love Cowboy Bebop. It's such a great show. Oh, you know, um, I was more of that Trigun guy over like the Cowboy Bebop people. For <laughs> that, I didn't like, uh, the anime fans of my school did not like me. They were always like, you know. He's like, oh yeah, good job. Oh, like, it's like, it's good, it's cool. And they're like, oh, you just. Just don't like good anime. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I and I really miss regular soap. Oh man, I, I love regular Joe. It was just like, um, you, you look past all the animals. It's just a bunch of goofy people hanging out in a park. Yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> and then a bunch of weird stuff happened. Isn't it like a Canadian show? Like, uh, it was a show made by a bunch of people with weed. A Canadian, a, Can- a Canadian show. Yeah, Canadian show. it's like legal here now. Was it? I think I saw like a, an article saying that uh, Canada lost like thirteen billion dollars to illegal like marijuana sales. Oh my god! No, it wasn't like that. It was like they exaggerated how much was actually happening. I don't know. I don't know, Muhammad. But I gotta like, I gotta support the guy who was selling to me before it was like it was when it was illegal. Cause you don't, you don't, you don't go back on your dealer. You gotta, you know, keep your dealer. <clears throat> help him, help him put go through like high school. Like, go get his college diploma, man. 
Not like oh, man. the Walmart of weed. From, uh... Um. No. Uh, like, any other, like, final thoughts you want to say, Britton? Like, before we close out? Oh, well, um... Uh, fun chat, my guys. I really enjoyed this. What? That sounded so bad, but uh, I uh, I enjoyed this chat. Really, I did. I I like coming on shows and talking to people. Oh. I like talking to people in general, but you, you get yeah yeah no. At like, least I hope so. It's pretty fun. <laughs> At least I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. It was like it was fun too. Like oh. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys are pretty cool. Well, I guess we'll close out. So where can we find you, Britain? Uh, Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Britain, you there? Well, okay, Mom, where can we find you? Oh, hang on, the Alzheimer's is catching up to me. <laughs> 20,000. Like, 20,000, like, Con. at 20,000 con. At Twitter, and you can find me, the host, at Eric Mogel, at Twitter. Well, thank you for listening. Hmm.